this, but thank you. Jesus, I'm going to shoot you. Just say, Jesus, we're ready to go up. Jesus, I'm ready to see you face to face. Lord Jesus, show us your glory. Let us see your smiling face. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Tell the person on your left. Are you ready to have visions? Firman terhadap apa yang terjadi dalam sekitarnya. 
And then that allows you to step into those experiences. Sehingga dasar firman ini akan membuat saudara melangkah masuk ke dalam perkara-perkara yang tadinya saudara tidak mengerti. Now, what I'm, what I'm going to say will really help you. Apa yang saya katakan ini akan sangat menolong saudara. You you cannot go beyond your faith. That's what I want you to kind of meditate on just for a moment. You can only go as far as you know. Your faith works with the knowledge that you have. So the more knowledge we have on the subject, the further we can go. Now, Galatians chapter 3, verse 5. The Apostle Paul, he talks about those who work in miracles. Does it happen by the law or by the hearing of faith? The Holy Spirit can move and miracles can happen. But even when the Holy Spirit's moving, you still have to use your faith. So all the blessings of God are accessed through faith. Jadi semua berkat Tuhan itu dapat kita akses melalui iman. That's how miracles happen. Demikianlah mujizat terjadi. Verse 7. Ayat 7. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Jadi kamu lihat kalau mereka yang hidup oleh iman mereka itulah anak-anak Abraham. And verse 9. Ayat 9. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. The gifts of the Spirit. The blessings of God. Supernatural encounters. Visions. These things you step into by faith. Okay, so that's the foundation you stand on. Jadi itulah fondasi atau dasar di mana kita harus berdiri. Well, Pastor Stephen, nothing's ever happened for me. Pastor Stephen, tidak ada pernah terjadi pada saya. I've never seen an angel. Saya tidak pernah lihat mereka. I've never seen an angel feather. Saya tidak pernah melihat bulunya bahkan tidak pernah melihat. I've been in the church for 20 years. I've never seen nothing. Saya sudah berdiri di rumput tahun tidak pernah melihat apa, Pastor. You have to use your faith. Engkau harus memakai imanmu. Yes. Even if you're a prophet, you still have to use your faith. Even if you're an apostle, you still have to use your faith. It worked the same way for Paul. Works the same way for Dr. Jedidiah. And all the other ministers I've talked to works the same way for them. So you can build your faith up real strong in the area of visions. Last night I mentioned Prophet Bob Jones. He went to heaven every day. But, but this is what people don't understand. 
He had developed his faith very high in that area. Dia telah membangun imannya sangat kuat dalam area itu, Bapak Ibu Saudara. Now, he would put the wrong socks on. He, he put the wrong socks on. Oh, dia akan memakai 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 kaos kaki yang warnanya beda. His pants wouldn't fit right. Dia bisa pakai kaos kaki warnanya beda, celananya enggak kuat, Saudara. He had a lot of other things that maybe weren't all together. Saudara mungkin dia punya segala macam perkara yang dia lakukan yang mungkin enggak enggak terlalu untuk bisa kita lihat baik dengan baik. Maybe he forgot to comb his hair. He just didn't care. He didn't care about this. Mungkin dia lupa sisi rambut Saudara. Dia enggak peduli tentang hal itu. But in the area of visions, he was highly developed. Tetapi dalam area soal penglihatan, Bob Jones ini membangun imannya. So that's how you can use your faith. So in my ministry, there are certain areas my faith has really gotten strong in. It's, it's also the path that God gave me, so I follow that path. Itu adalah jalur atau jalan yang memberikan kepada saya sehingga saya mengikuti jalur itu. And you go in the area that God has for you. Dan saudara, kamu harus melangkah dalam jalur yang Tuhan berikan kepada saya. So tonight I want to talk about some of those things. Jadi malam hari saya mau berbicara tentang hal itu. I want to talk about visions. Saya bicara tentang penglihatan. And maybe other supernatural experiences that you don't yet understand. Dan mungkin pengalaman-pengalaman rohani lain yang bapak ibu saudara belum paham. Now, how many of you heard of the prophet from America named Kenneth Hagin? Okay, so he went to heaven in the year 2003. You know, it just seems like yesterday he was here. But he's in heaven now. He was a great prophet of God. And if you read his books, watch his videos on YouTube, you learn a lot. Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Hagin had a vision when Jesus came and appeared to him. And he said Jesus told him there are three types of visions. Kenneth Hagin said, I wasn't smart enough to make this up. Jesus had to explain it to me. Kenneth Hagin bilang, aku gak pintar-pintar amat. Gak mungkin aku ngalang beginian. Jadi ini harusnya memang Yesus yang kasih tahu aku. I appreciate his honesty. Saya hargai kejujuran beliau. So I want to just briefly tell you what those three visions are. Jadi saya dengan cepat saya akan kasih tahu kepada Bapak Ibu Saudara. Tiga hal itu apa aja. But it's also very different from from having textbook knowledge to when it actually starts happening in your life. So I want to give you even a secret that uh, we prophets understand. I want to give you a secret. Uh, a lot of prophets won't tell you this. But I found out what I'm about to tell you is true. It's true in my life. I actually found out it was even true in Ken Fagan's life. That, that out of the three visions, the one that happens the most is the one that people think is not very important. And I'm going to explain that in just a minute. But let's start with the big one. The one that everybody would love to have. 
penglihatan yang semua orang pengen dapetin. It's called an open vision. Yang disebut penglihatan terbuka. Just say that. Say open vision. Kata sama-sama open vision. When your eyes are open, just like right now. Saudara, penglihatan terbuka itu adalah ketika mata kita terbuka seperti sekarang ini. And suddenly the Holy Spirit begins to move. Dan tiba-tiba Roh Kudus mulai bergerak. And you start seeing out of your eyes. Dan saudara mulai melihat dengan mata kepala Roh sendiri. You see into the spirit realm. Saudara melihat alam roh. And at the same time, you're still seeing in the natural realm. Tapi saudara melihat dalam alam roh seperti kau sedang melihat alam jasmani. If you've ever had a true open vision, raise your hand. Kalau saudara pernah mengalami penglihatan open vision seperti itu, boleh katakan, boleh katakan. Yes, you, you see some hands go up. Saudara ada beberapa tangan yang terangkat. Open visions are rare. Saudara, bagian open vision ini penglihatan yang terbuka itu sangat jarang. Even among great prophets, they are still rare. Saudara bahkan di antara para nabi-nabi besar sekalipun ini hal yang langka atau jarang. I can count on my hands how many open visions I've had. Saudara saya bisa hitung dalam dengan jari di tangan saya berapa kali saya mendapatkan penglihatan terbuka open vision. So when that happens is very very special. Jadi ketika hal itu terjadi berarti pengalaman itu sangatlah pengalaman yang special. I remember the first time it ever happened to me. Saya ingat ketika pertama kali open vision terjadi pada saya. I was 25 years old. Pada saat itu saya berumur 25 tahun. I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit for maybe about two or three years. Saya sudah diberobos kurang lebih dua tiga tahun. And I was talking to a friend of mine. He was in his twenties also. Dan saya sedang berbincang-bincang tempat dengan teman saya yang juga seusia saya sekitar dua puluh tahun. And he had he had been married, but he was going through a divorce. Dia dia sudah menikah, tapi dia sedang merencanakan perceraian. It was a very very hard nasty divorce. Sudah sebuah perceraian yang sangat sangat tidak baik. Fighting and quarreling. Berantem, bertengkar, adu mulut. The 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 parents fighting and quarreling also. Bahkan para mertua juga ikutan berantem, bertengkar, adu mulut. So so he was just all tore up on the inside. Jadi teman saya ini sungguh-sungguh tercabik-cabik hatinya. So I was I was talking to him. Jadi saya lagi ngobrol sama dia. He was a very handsome man. Dia sangat ganteng. So we're just talking. Jadi kita lagi ngobrol. And I turn around for a moment to do something. Dan kemudian saya memalingkan wajah saya sebentar untuk melakukan sesuatu. Then I turn back around to continue the conversation. Kemudian saya mulai memalingkan wajah saya kepada dia lagi untuk melanjutkan perbincangan. And when I turned around, I saw him. Dan ketika saya berpaling pada dia. And I saw him in the spirit with my eyes open. Saya melihat dia di dalam roh dengan mata terbuka, mata telanjang. And he had, he had tormenting spirits on him. Dan ada roh penyiksa dalam hidupnya. They were real small. They looked like ants. Like ants. Sangat kecil terlihat seperti semut. They were crawling in and out of his eyes. Saudara dan semut-semut ini itu merangkak keluar dan masuk matanya. Crawling in and out of his ears. Merangkak keluar masuk telinganya. They're crawling over his body. Merangkak di seluruh tubuhnya. Merangkak di seluruh tubuhnya. And they they were spirits. Dan itu roh. Of of anger and frustration. Roh amarah, roh frustasi. And then I realized. I didn't tell him what I saw. I realized he is in a real mess. I realized his problems were a lot deeper than what I thought. And it, it took him years to recover from that. But that was the first open vision I ever had. Tapi itu adalah kesaksian penglihatan terbuka saya pertama kali. But God wants you to have open visions. Tapi Tuhan rindu setiap kita mengalami open vision, penglihatan terbuka itu. 
And there's no telling what you might see. Dan ya kita nggak bakal dapat petunjuk apa yang akan kita lihat saudara. Or what what might take place when it happens. Dengan dengan open vision itu kita nggak akan tahu apa yang akan kita lihat atau apa yang terjadi di di dalam penglihatan itu. Matthew chapter 17. Matius 17. Jesus goes up on the mountain. Jesus naik atas bukit. He takes Peter, James, and John. Dia bawa Petrus, James, dan Yohanes. Jesus would like to take you up on the mountain. Yes, mau bawa saudara naik ke atas But you have to walk close with the Lord. Tapi saudara harus jalan dekat sama Tuhan. Or he might leave you at the bottom of the mountain if you're not. Kalau saudara dekat sama Tuhan, saudara akan ditinggal di kaki gunung aja. Why do you go up on the mountain? Kenapa Yesus naik ke atas gunung? To receive anointing. Untuk menerima pengurapan. To receive blessing. Untuk menerima berkat. Why? Mengapa? So you can come down to the bottom of the mountain and help all the people who need help. Amen. Sehingga saudara saat kau turun gunung, di kaki gunung banyak orang perlu pertolongan, engkau dapat menolong mereka dengan apa yang kau terima di atas gunung. Amen. You are not allowed by God to always live by yourself at the top of the mountain. Saudara Tuhan tidak akan izinkan kita hanya tetap tinggal diam di atas gunung doang, Bapak Ibu. The anointing that you get up there is for others at the bottom of the mountain. Pengurapan yang kau terima di atas puncak gunung itu, di puncak bukit itu, itu gunanya untuk engkau bagikan buat orang-orang yang dibawa kaki gunung. So you need mountaintop experiences. Jadi kau perlu mengalami pengalaman puncak gunung. To come down and help those who are hurting and lost. Dan kau turun ke kaki gunung untuk menolong mereka yang sedang terluka, menolong mereka yang terhilang. Well, he was changed while he was on the mountain. Kita katakan Yesus berubah-ubah di atas bukit. You know the story. Surah kita tahu kisahnya sama-sama. His clothes became super white. Kita katakan bajunya berubah jadi putih berkilau. His face was shining. Wajahnya bersinar. And two saints from the Old Testament came to him. Dan dua orang kudus dari perjanjian lama. Help me out. What were their names? Datang kepada Yesus. Siapa aja saudara? Moses, Musa, and who else? Elijah, Elijah. Some pastors get a little nervous on this chapter. Beberapa pendeta itu agak-agak takut-takut untuk bahas pasal ini. They say, "Oh, Jesus is talking to a dead man." Mereka bilang, "Oh, Yesus ngobrol sama orang udah mati." I'd better not preach on this on Sunday. Aduh, saya nggak boleh berpanggilan di hari Minggu. I went to a television station one time. Saya bicara di sebuah stasiun televisi tadi. We were going to record programs. Kami akan shooting untuk sebuah program. The television, the television host sent to me. Dan pembawa acaranya bilang saya. Stephen. Pak Stephen. When you go out there. Ketika bapa keluar nanti. I want you to tell the craziest, wildest stories that have happened with you and the Lord. Dan aku mau kamu ceritain cerita paling gila, paling liar yang kamu pernah alami sama Tuhan. I went out there and started telling some of my stories. Kemudian saya di shooting sebenarnya saya cerita kesaksian apa kisah yang saya. Oh, Brother Stephen, that's a little too crazy. It's like, no, it's true, but it's just a little too crazy. Itu benar sih, tapi kok kedengarannya agak gila aja ya? Hallelujah. Sometimes people admire me in secret. Kadang-kadang orang-orang kagum sama saya rahasia diam-diam. But in public, they're not sure what to think about me. Tapi, tapi kalau di depan umum mereka pura-pura nggak kenal saya. But I'm happy with I know who Jesus has made me to be. Amen. Tapi saya lebih suka cinta karena saya tahu Yesus ciptakan saya untuk apa. And I also had a vision from the Lord one time. Satu kali saya kalau melihat apa itu? And He told me to tell about these experiences. Dan dia memberitahu Tuhan bilang sama saya untuk kasih tahu tentang kisah ini. And He said, He said, Now my people are ready. 
And I found out all over the world that his people really already now. Ready for visions. Ready for translation. Ready for a miracle lifestyle. Mm, say yes. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so they're talking to Moses. He's talking to Moses and Elijah. Peter woke up. Petrus bangun. It says, if you read the other gospel writers, Peter, James, and John had fallen asleep. Petrus, Jacobus, dan Johannes itu tidur. Now, in many ways, the church is still asleep to the supernatural power of God. Ah, sudah seringkali gereja itu masih tidur terhadap kuasa supernaturalnya Tuhan. But what was it that woke up Peter? Tetapi apa yang membuat Petrus bangun? It's dark at night. Itu malam hari yang gelap. Up on the mountain, di atas gunung, and the three men are asleep. Dan tiga murid ini lagi tidur. What woke up Peter? Apa yang bikin Petrus bangun? The alarm on his iPhone, on his iWatch. Apakah alarm di iPhone atau iWatchnya dia? You know what woke him up? Tapi sebenarnya yang membangunkan Petrus? The light on Jesus. Cahaya dari Yesus. What was that? That was the glory of God. Itu adalah kemuliaan Tuhan. He probably thought, "Oh, the sun's coming up so soon." Petrus mungkin mikir, "Aduh, matahari tapi cepat banget." John, wake up! The sun's coming up already. We've overslept. Yohanes sudah bangun. Aduh, tak siapkan lagi kita. But it was a different light. Tapi ternyata itu adalah cahaya yang berbeda. So what will wake up the entire church? Jadi apa yang akan membangunkan gereja Nazarene? The same thing. The glory of God. Hal yang sama itu kemuliaan Tuhan. And it's going to be seen on you. Dan kemuliaan Tuhan itu akan terlihat dengan saudara. Who hallelujah? Hallelujah. Now the last day church. Saudara gereja di hari ini will be greatly helped by angels. Akan banyak ditolong oleh mereka. But the last day church will also be greatly helped by the saints. Tapi juga gereja di hari hari terakhir ini akhir zaman ini akan banyak ditolong oleh orang orang kudus. Ooh, I feel I feel a little resistance in the atmosphere when I say that. Saya merasa ada penolakan di dalam roh ketika saya katakan ditolong juga oleh orang-orang kudus. Pastor Stephen, I'll 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 let the angels help me. Pastor Stephen, kalau ditolong mereka, saya masih bisa terima dia. I don't know about Moses though. I don't know. Tapi kalau Musa yang sudah mati, kalau saya tak tahu ditolong sama dia. Well, we can at least give Elijah a little break. We can give him a bit excuse. Yeah, kita mungkin bisa masih bisa terima lah kalau Elia. Because technically he never died. Karena Elia kan belum mati secara teknis. Those of you that are Bible students, is that right? Kalau saudara yang suka baca kitab, benar tak Elia belum mati? He was taken to heaven while he was still alive. Dia diangkat ke surga hidup-hidup. Elijah, you're okay. Kalau Elia itu anak saya, masih okay lah. Jesus, you have permission to talk to Elijah. Jesus, you have permission to talk to Elijah. But Jesus, you're not supposed to speak to Moses. He's dead. But Jesus, you have permission to talk to Elijah. But Jesus, you have permission to talk to Elijah. The Pharisees tried to trap Jesus in his in his talking. And it, with, when Jesus would teach, they tried to get him tangled up in his words. Jesus is it lawful? Is it lawful for us to pay taxes? 
Yesus apakah sesuai dengan kontrak kita bayar pajak? Just, just trying to trap him on purpose. Nah, sengaja pengen jebak Yesus. So he took care of the Pharisees. Jadi Yesus akan Yesus ngurusin orang Farisi. Hey God, what's God's? Pay Caesar, what Caesar's? Ya balas gini, bayar kepada Tuhan apa yang jadi milik Tuhan, bayar kepada Kaisar yang menjadi Kaisar, milik Kaisar. Okay, now here comes the Sadducees. Okay, Yesus, balas gini. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, there was a woman. Ada seorang perempuan. And there was a man. Dan ada seorang laki-laki. The man died. Uh, laki-laki mati. He had a brother. Uh, laki-laki punya saudara. And so he had to marry the woman. Jadi saudara yang menikahi istri apa pun. And then, then he died. Kemudian saudara ini mati juga. And now the other brothers gotta marry her again. Dan oleh sebab itu dia harus dinikahi oleh saudara laki-laki yang lain lagi. Seven brothers. Tujuh saudara laki-laki. One woman. Satu perempuan. Eventually, they all die. Akhirnya mereka mati semua. Jesus, Jesus, now in heaven. Nanti di sorga. Whose wife is she going to be? Dia istri siapa tu? Exodus. Yang mana? Semua. It's like you, you don't even know what you're talking about. It doesn't work like that in heaven. Di sorga tak kayak gitu cara kerjanya. Now, when you get to heaven, ketika sudah masuk sorga. Let me help you a little bit. When you get to heaven, you will still know who your spouse was. And if you want to live together with your spouse, you can still do that. But you have different interests in heaven. Some things on earth you got an interest in. They they're not there in heaven anymore. So he continues on. And he says that God is not the God of the dead. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jesus says he's the God of the living. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are still alive. Yes, the physical body died. But today, to be to be dead in the body means that you go straight to be with God in heaven. Your spirit and soul want to be with God in heaven. Hmm, thank you, Jesus. So he's talking to Moses and Elijah. Peter has overslept. If he had been awake, he could have heard the whole conversation. He could have said, Elijah, I've read so much about you in the Bible. Please here, give me your autograph. Moses, let me get yours real quick too. I want to show this to the other nine when I come down there. <laughs> oh, glory, glory, glory. Okay, open vision. How do you know, Pastor Steve? Verse 9. They came down from the mountain. Jesus commanded them. Tell the vision to no one. Jangan kamu ceritakan penglihatan itu kepada yang lain. Matius tujuh belas sembilan. Tell the what? 
kepada siapa jangan diceritakan kepada siapa jangan beritahu kepada siapa saudara siapapun saudara ini penglihatan yang mereka alami di atas gunung what would have happened that night if you would have been on the mountain apa yang terjadi kalau misalnya engkau yang ada di atas gunung itu malam itu what would you have seen if you would have been there apa yang akan saudara lihat ketika kamu ada di atas gunung itu malam itu Let me tell you what you would have seen. If you also did not have an open vision, you would not have seen Moses and Elijah. But it was a vision. You can see these videos on YouTube. One time, Prophet Kenneth Hagin was ministering. And he said, "Oh, an angel just came into the room." Dan kemudian dia bilang, "Hey, ada malaikat masuk ke ruangan ini." So he starts talking to the angel. Dia mulai ngobrol sama malaikat. And there's 20,000 people in the audience. Dua puluh ribu orang di jemaat. And he stops talking to the people. Dia berhenti ngomong ke jemaat. He stops teaching. Dia berhenti ngajar. And starts talking to the angel. Dan dia mulai bicara sama malaikat. The angel is giving him information about certain people in the audience. Malaikat Tuhan kasih dia informasi tentang beberapa orang yang duduk di bangku jemaat. What would have happened if you would have been in that meeting? Would you have seen the angel? Not unless you also had that vision too. Now can you understand why the supernatural is controversial? He says he's talking to an angel. I don't see no angel. Aku tak lihat mereka. Sister Judy, did you see an angel? Pak, bapa, di sebelah saya tidak ada mereka. I don't see no angels anywhere. Sudah lihat mereka di mana? That's because you're not having the vision. Karena saudara tak mengalami penglihatan itu. You know what makes open visions a lot of fun? Tahu tak saudara apa yang membuat penglihatan terbuka itu menyenangkan? When you have them, ketika kamu mendapatkan penglihatan itu, and others have them. Also with you at the same time. And you're both seeing at the same time. Open your heart right now to have open visions. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. Or Jesus, we believe in visions. Now say that, say Jesus, I believe in visions. Say, say Jesus, I believe in open visions. Now say this, say by God's grace. I'm going to have an open vision. Just say this, say sometimes God's, God's going to give me an open vision. This one's going to happen to many of you. These are more common. This is called a trance. We mentioned this last night. The 10th chapter of Acts. Peter is on the top of the house praying. Petrus lagi di atas rumahnya, lantai rumahnya berdoa. Says he falls into a vision. Kemudian dikatakan Petrus mengalami penglihatan. There's there's the counterfeit. Saudara, 
ada imitasinya sih. We all know there's the, the stuff of darkness. Kita tahu ada kuasa gelap juga bekerja demikian. Whenever there's genuine, there'll be a counterfeit. Sudah apapun yang asli itu pasti ada imitasi. In America, uh, you know, all the thieves want to counterfeit the twenty-dollar bill. Sudah di Amerika banyak orang pengen palsu atau imitasi uh, uang kertas dua puluh dolar. They try to counterfeit the one hundred American dollar. Mereka berusaha untuk imitasi atau palsu uang seratus dolar. But you'll never see a three-dollar bill counterfeited. Tapi sudah tidak akan pernah melihat. So we know we know there's the real. So that kita tahu bahwa ada yang nyata, ada yang asli. But see, I know people that are in the occult. Tapi saya kenal orang-orang yang pernah berurusan dengan konsep gelap. That are in new age. Yang ada dalam pergerakan new age. They can go into a vision just like that. Go into a vision. Mereka dapat masuk dalam alam pelihatan sekejap mata. But they're going through the wrong door. Tapi mereka masuk pintu yang salah. And it's the door that leads to destruction. Dan pintu yang mereka masuki itu menuntun kepada kebinasaan. It's a door of deceit and lies. Pintu yang mereka masuki penuh dengan tipu dan muslihat. It's a door of strong bondage. Pintu yang mereka masuki adalah pintu yang penuh dengan ikatan yang begitu kuat. But the Holy Spirit can come on you. Tapi Roh Kudus akan tercurah sesudah. And you fall into a trance. Dan saudara akan masuk ke dalam alam trance penglihatan. And that's a very, very good holy thing. Dan itu adalah sesuatu yang kudus. Now remember, you go by faith. Saudara ingat, saudara masuk ke ini semua dengan iman. There's a cleansing coming through the room right now. Ada ada penyucian yang Tuhan sedang lakukan di di ruangan ini sekarang. Thank you, Jesus. When it begins to happen, when a trance begins to happen, don't don't stop. Don't let it be. And start saying, "What's going on? What's going on?" Don't let me say, "What's going on? What's going on?" Just just lean into it. Just lean into it. Just right where you're at. Just just lean forward. Di tempat di mana saudara duduk boleh saudara agak bungkuk ke depan. You just lean into the vision. Saudara seperti seperti berserah kepada penglihatan. And let the spirit take you. Dan izinkan Roh Kudus yang tuntun. Jadi itu salah. Saudara ini dan akan balik balik saja. Are you ready? Saudara siap? Spiritual visions. Penglihatan berarti. Just the third vision. Penglihatan yang ketiga. But I want to go a little further first with the trance. Saya akan coba menjelaskan sedikit lebih tentang trance. Often. When I have experienced of being taken to heaven, it happens in a trance. Sering kali ketika saya mengalami pengalaman saya diangkat atau dibawa ke sorga itu dalam pengalaman trance. And I'll be in prayer. Saya akan ada di dalam doa. And also sometimes it happens when I'm not praying. Sudah ada tapi kadang-kadang juga ketika saya berdoa itu terjadi. But it's never happened yet while I've been driving the car. Praise God. Tapi untuknya, tak pernah terjadi saya seperti Alihkan kita dari pindahkan di trans saat saya lagi nyetir mobil puji Tuhan tak pernah nyetir ada kayak gitu. But maybe relaxed and sitting down, just going to a trance. Saudara mungkin saudara ketika sedang duduk santai, saudara mengalami trance. And then begin to see the heavenly world. Saudara, saya pernah melihat alam surga. I've always admired the Catholic saints. Saudara saya selalu kagum sama orang-orang kudus yang atau santo-santonya Katolik. I don't say that I agree with all of Catholic. Doctrine or theology. Saya tidak bilang bahwa saya setuju sepakat dengan doktrin teologi daripada Katolik. But many of the Catholic saints have tremendous walk with God. Tapi banyak dari santo-santo orang Katolik itu malah punya perjalanan yang luar biasa dengan Tuhan. So once I was praying, jadi ketika saya sedang berdoa, I went into a trance. 
saya masuk ke dalam trends ini bahasa Indonesia dimensi peralihan. I was taken to heaven. Tapi saya mulai di bawah pesawat. And I found myself flying on a jet in heaven. Saya menemukan diri saya lagi terpakai jet di sana. Let me let me try to explain this to you. Saya coba jelaskan ini sebentar. Heaven is very modern. Saudara, surga itu modern. Doctor Jordan, it's even more modern and advanced than Singapore. Bahkan lebih modern dari Singapura dalam perjalanannya. But there are still things that maybe you could consider modern-day technology as well. Saudara, saudara juga bisa melihat teknologi-teknologi modern di sana. Heaven is a lot like Earth, but it's just perfect there. Saudara, surga itu terlihat seperti bumi, tetapi di sana lebih sempurna. So I found myself flying on what would be called a private jet. Saudara, di surga saya terbang pakai jet pribadi. So I'm sitting in the seat on a private, beautiful private jet. Saya duduk di kursi private jet yang indah ini. Now I get a vision, a trance. Saudara, saya dapat melihatan pengalaman dialihkan, peralihan, trance. But no longer am I in my bedroom brain. Tapi saya bukan lagi di kasur saya, di ranjang saya di kamar saya berdoa. I'm in heaven on a jet. Saya di surga naik jet. I thought this is wonderful. Saya bilang wah ini keren banget. I thought I didn't know they had jets in heaven. Saya tak tahu sebelumnya ada jet di surga. So I'm flying on a jet, real high up in heaven. Jadi saya naik jet tinggi sekali di surga. And I look. And they're sitting next to me. Dan kemudian saya tengok sebelah ada di sebelah saya. Was the great prophet of God. Ada seorang nabi Tuhan yang luar biasa besar. A man that was known as a great Catholic saint. Yang dikenal sebagai santonya orang Katolik. His name is Joseph of Cupertino. Namanya adalah Joseph dari Cupertino. Joseph of Cupertino. He was known as the flying monk. Sebenarnya dia disebut biksu terbang. Have you ever heard of Henry Schwein? Sudah pernah dengar cerita tentang Joseph of Cupertino? One hand in the back. Ada satu tangan di belakang. Can I tell you just a moment about the flying monk? Boleh saya kasih tahu kepada saudara cerita tentang biarawan yang yang bisa terbang ini? And I already know what you're thinking. Saya saya tahu saudara mulai mikir apa ni? Pastor Stephen, did he really fly? Pastor Stephen benar nggak sih dia bisa terbang? Yes. Yeah. Almost all the time. Saudara sepanjang waktu. Who in here has an Apple iPhone? Siapa yang siapa siapa yang punya handphone Apple? Apple saudara? Iphone, 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 Iphone. Who has an iPad? Yang punya iPad, iPad siapa iPad? Different, different Apple products. Jenis-jenis Apple yang berbeza. When you buy your your Apple iPad or computer or phone, you get it in that beautiful white package. Saudara, ketika saudara beli produk Apple, saudara akan terima package atau bungkusan yang putih indah. Now it's actually put together in China. Saudara itu di China. Steve Steve Jobs wanted it all to be built in America. Saudara Steve Jobs pengen itu semua dirakitnya di Amerika. But he needed at least thirty thousand engineers. Tetapi di Amerika perlu tiga puluh ribu insinyur paling tidak sarjana teknik. He said there's only one place in the world I can go to find thirty thousand engineers. Cuma satu tempat di dunia ini kita bisa temukan tiga puluh ribu insinyur lah. That's why it's made in China. Makanya mereka ke China. Satu miliar penduduknya masa tiga puluh ribu insinyur nggak ada. But on the package it says it says developed in in a certain place. Sebenarnya tapi di bungkusannya sudah kalian lihat bahwa it says it says developed in Cupertino, California. Sebenarnya di situ ditulis itu dikembangkan atau dibuat di Cupertino, California. Nanti ulang lihat bungkus iPad sebenarnya. Joseph Cupertino. Sebenarnya Joseph Cupertino. 
from Cupertino, Italy. Dari Cupertino, Italia. Joseph was known as the idiot. Idiot? Yes. Joseph dikenal sebagai seorang bodoh, saudara. He was known as the donkey. Dia dikenal seperti keledai, saudara. He was considered stupid. Dia dulunya dianggap bodoh. Unable to be taught. Enggak mungkin bisa diajar. A total idiot. Bodoh, saudara. His father was deep in debt. Saudara, uh, ayahnya terlilit hutang. His father died. Ayahnya meninggal. But all the debts remained. Tapi hutangnya tak meninggal. The debt collectors came after the mother. Jadi penagih hutangnya lagi ke mamanya. She stressed out. Uh, mamanya stress. And she has a son. Mamanya punya anak. Who's an idiot? Anaknya <laughs> bodoh. He can't talk. Gak bisa ngomong. He breaks things. Uh, apa yang dia pegang pecah? He can't even wash. He cannot even wash dishes. He'll drop the dishes and break the dishes. She said, "He's only good for one thing." There's probably only one thing he can do. Send him to a monastery. So she sent him to a monastery. They say, "Go wash the dishes." Dan dibiara dia bisa cuci piring. He's in there breaking all the dishes. Dan di sana dibiara juga dia pecahin semua piring. Go clean the statue of the Virgin Mary. Pergi bersihin patung Bunda Maria. Be very careful, Joseph. Hati-hati loh, Joseph. The statue is 700 years old. Itu udah 700 tahun tuh. Within a few minutes, he's broken the statue. Dalam beberapa menit, patung Bunda Maria pecah. They kick it out of the monster. Dan dari biara dia diusir. They took the robe and tore off of him. Dan dia tak mereka tarik kerajubannya dan dirompek dari tubuh. He later said when they did that. Dia nak dia dia sorry. Well later that he later when he looked back on that experience, he said it was like they ripped the skin off his flesh. So that nanti di akhir di penghujung hidupnya Joseph bilang begini, ketika dia mereka tarik jubah itu seperti mereka lagi tarik kulit dari tubuh. The robe gave him the only identity that he ever had. Jubah itu masih dia identitas satu-satunya identitas yang dia milik. So now he's back at home with his mother. Jadi karena dia diusir dari biara dia balik lagi ke rumah. You idiot! Kamu bodoh! You can't do anything! Kamu tak bisa apa-apain! You even got kicked out of the monastery. Bahkan dari biara kamu aja diusir. So now they're in poverty. Mereka miskin. The mother's about to lose her mind. Ibunya nyaris gila. But in a in a certain country, in a certain city, certain village in Italy. His uncle, he had an uncle who had another monastery. Saudara dan kemudian dia punya paman di satu desa terpencil di Italia yang di mana pamannya ini mengurus biara juga. So the uncle finally got him into the ministry over there. Jadi pamannya akhirnya bawa Joseph ke biaranya. But he's back to the normal thing. Tapi dia kembali lagi ke hal yang istilahnya. Breaking dishes. Pecah piring. They they made him study for two years the the Greek, the Latin, and the Hebrew. Mereka bisa belajar dua tahun bahasa Yunani, bahasa Latin, bahasa Ibrani. Now watch this. This will greatly encourage some of you. Perhatikan ini, saudara-saudara harus dengarkan ini kalian memberikan dorongan buat saudara. After two years of deep study, setelah dua tahun dia belajar dengan dalam, he can only remember one verse in the Bible. Dia cuma bisa ingat satu ayat di Alkitab. One verse in the Bible was all he knew after two years. Dua tahun, saudara, cuma satu ayat doang di orang. They get so mad at him, the teachers. Then, gurunya marah-marah. The Catholic priest will get so angry. Para uskup di gereja Katolik itu marah-marah. What kind of an idiot are you? Joseph, kamu tu orang sebodoh. I don't think he can learn scripture. Bahkan ayat-ayat tak bisa apa. He 
sabarlah saudaraku sabar. So they they send him off to the priesthood to apply for ordination. Jadi mereka mengirim Yosef ke keuskupan saudara ya untuk untuk di ditempatkan ditempatkan lagi. The superiors say there's no way this fool will ever be ordained. Dan uskup itu katakan tidak mungkin orang bodoh kayak ini itu ditetapkan jadi seorang pastor. He goes before the officials of the Catholic Church. Saudara dia pergi ke antar pejabat gereja Katolik. Men who memorized the entire Bible. Kepada orang-orang yang hafal satu Alkitab. Men who know Latin, Greek, Hebrew. Orang pemimpin-pemimpin gereja Katolik yang tahu bahasa Latin, bahasa Ibrani, bahasa Yunani. He goes before them to be tested to see if he's worthy to be a priest. Saudara dan kemudian Joseph ini kesana untuk diuji apakah dia pantas jadi pastor atau enggak. One of the scholars, salah seorang who's conducting the interview for priesthood, salah seorang pemimpin yang biasanya wawancara calon pastor yang baru, he takes his Bible. Just randomly opens it up. Kemudian random acak saja dia buka. He says, Joseph, explain this verse to me. Dia bilang, Joseph, jelaskan ayat ini saya. And reads from the Gospel of John. Dan dia baca dari kitab Yohanes. Where it says that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Di mana di sini katakan Yesus adalah anak domba. He says, explain this verse to me. Joseph, jelaskan ayat ini saya. It was the only verse that Joseph knew. And he was so excited when he heard the verse. And yes. They said we have a genius in our midst. This man has learned the entire Bible from cover to cover. He knows every verse. We dare not ask him anything else. We now ordain you into the priesthood. Look at the person next to you. And say there's hope for you, my friend. Tell the person on the other side, you will surely fulfill your call. So then we like getting out of the way. Come on, pass it and I'll be my little. Of Cupertino, and he begins to do the only thing he can do. For years, while he studied, but now not because he's learning. They said you can't learn anything. You don't know anything. Do the only thing you're good at. Kamu bisa lakukan satu aja. Go take care of the donkey. Kamu urusin kereta. The donkey has just gone to the bathroom. Go clean up the donkey's mess. Kebudayaan ke toilet bersihin kotorannya. But why do you take care of the donkeys? Dan sebagai pastor dia bersihin kebudayaan. The spirit of wisdom began to come on him. Tiba-tiba ketika dia lagi bersihin kebudayaan, so ada roh hikmat yang turun. And he began to develop such a deep walk with God. Dan dia mulai berjalan dengan perjalanan yang sangat erat dengan Tuhan. He had no interest in anything in the world. Dia tak punya ketertarikan apapun atas dunia. Now you you also understand that many of you you do have to have an interest because you have you have to. You have to have money, you have to live, and you have to take care of your children. Saudara, kita punya ketertarikan yang lain tentu saja karena kita harus mengurus keluarga kita, kita harus membiayai anak kita, rumah tangga kita semuanya. Tentu saja. But he was in a place where he totally gave himself to the Lord. Saudara, tapi Joseph ini sudah ada di titik di mana dia sudah menyerahkan hidupnya sepenuhnya cuma buat Tuhan saja. Okay, now watch this. Tengok lagi ni. Every year, 
setiap malam. Five, lima, forty day fast. Lima kali empat puluh do, do empat puluh hari doa puasa. Every year, setiap setiap tahunnya. Not just once a year. Bukan cuma se, bukan cuma sekali setahun. Every year, setiap tahun. Five, lima kali, forty day fast. Puasa empat puluh hari. So that's two hundred. That's two hundred days. Lima kali empat puluh itu dua ratus hari, bapak ibu. No food. Gak makan. No food. Gak makan. And he also fasted on all the feast days. Dan juga dia berpuasa di setiap hari raya. He also fasted on Easter and Christmas. Jadi dia juga puasa saat Natal. And when he did eat, dan ketika dia makan, he just had a few vegetables. Dia cuma makan sayuran saja. And he would put real bitter powder on the vegetables. Dan kemudian dia taruh bubuk yang pahit di atas sayurannya. That would make the food taste terrible. Yang akan bikin sayuran itu jadi enggak enak. And he would just eat it real fast. He wouldn't even chew it. Dan dia akan makan dengan cepat karena minyak. Just throw it in his mouth, swallow it. Okay, dia masih mulut dia tenang. That's all. That's it for today. No more food. Dan akhirnya dia sudah dia dia cuma makan saja. And something began to take place in his life. He began to get lifted up. Dia mulai seperti terangkat. He get so lost in God. Dia dia mulai terhilang dalam Tuhan. That when celebrating mass. Bahkan ketika ada ada perayaan di hari-hari raya. He would rise up into the air. Soalnya dia bisa. Ten feet, twenty feet. Dia bisa terbang, melayang di udara sepuluh kaki, tiga, 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 ten feet. How many meters? Three hundred, fifteen, fifteen meters. Sekitar lima belas meter sudah. And he go up there and stay there. Dan dia bisa, bisa, bisa melayang lima belas meter dan dia kembali dari situ. Until his superior would tell him, Joseph, come down. Sampai pimpinannya bilang, Joseph turun. One time, they were the monastery. Satu hari mereka lagi di biara. One of the other priests brought in a lamb. Somebody had given a lamb. Dan seorang pastor bawain anak domba, saudara. And when Joseph saw the little lamb come in, dan ketika Joseph lihat anak domba ini, he screamed and said, "The Lamb of God!" Dia berteriak, "Anak domba!" Who takes away the sin of the world? Yang menanggung dosa seluruh manusia. And took the lamb and threw it up in the air. Dan kemudian dia ambil anak domba itu dia lempar ke udara. And the lamb's floating up in the air. Dan dombanya melayang terbang, saudara. And the spirit of God lifted him up into the air with the lamb. Dan roh Tuhan bawa dia melayang terbang bareng si domba. And all the priests said, "There he goes again." Dan teman-temannya pastornya bilang, "Ya, ini lagi, ini lagi." But he understood the importance of submission to true authority. Tapi dia mengerti pentingnya tunduk pada otoritas. And even though he get lost in a vision, walaupun dia terhilang dalam penglihatan pengalaman rohani itu. Whenever the superior would say, "Joseph, come down." Kapanpun pimpinannya bilang Joseph turun, he would always come down. Dia pasti turun. He flew before kings. Saudara dia terbang di hadapan raja, emperors. Saudara bahkan di hadapan orang-orang. Some of the most brilliant leaders of Europe came. Bahkan orang-orang-orang pejabat-pejabat tinggi di Eropa datang. Thousands saw him elevated by the Spirit. Ribuan orang melihat Joseph itu diangkat melayang di dalam roh. Word got back to the Pope in Rome. Saudara bahkan juga kepada Paus di di Roma. We have a flying hawk. Mereka 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 cerita saudara. Eh kita punya biarawan yang bisa terbang. What do we do with the flying hawk? Kita apa ini biarawan yang bisa terbang ini kata si Paus di di Roma. So the Pope said this is a very special case. Paus bilang ini kasus khusus. Take him and hide him in the most remote monastery we have. Dan kemudian bawa dia sembunyiin dia di biara paling terpencil yang kita punya. His ministry is only unto the Lord. Hide him from the people. Pelayanannya cuma buat Tuhan aja. 
sembunyiin dari jemaat. But people from all over Italy would search for him whenever they moved him around. Dan orang-orang dari seluruh Italia akan akan cari Joseph kemanapun Joseph dipindahin. And they would find him and they would try to receive ministry from him. Dan mereka akan temukan Joseph dan mereka akan berusaha untuk didoakan oleh Joseph. Eventually, they they actually took him to Rome. Pada akhirnya dia dibawa ke Roma. To appear before the Pope. Untuk hadir di dalam paus. When he saw the Pope, he got so excited. Ketika dilihat paus, saudara dia begitu bersemangat. He went into a vision and began to worship the Lord. Dia mulai masuk ke kegiatan yang menyembah Tuhan. And right before the Pope and the Cardinals got, he went. Dia dapat paus di Roma, saudara dia terbang. Thank you, Jesus. Terima kasih, Jesus. The anointing on his life. Pemulakan dalam hidupnya. The wisdom that God began to give him began to attract the most noted theologians in the world. They would come to him and ask him for explanation of difficult scriptures. And he would give the most amazing answers by revelation. So the man that was once the idiot jadi tadinya orang bodoh became the man with the brilliant anointing. Tapi kemudian memiliki pengurapan yang luar biasa. With the spirit of wisdom, the rahimah that like Daniel the prophet, seperti Nabi Daniel, could unravel the most tangled up mysteries. Dapat mengikatkan rahsia paling rumit sekalipun. And explain the complex theology. Dan menjelaskan teologi yang kompleks sekalipun. So he became known as the genius. Jadi dia boleh dikenal sebagai sang jenius. And he lived in Cupertino. Dan dia tinggal di Cupertino. Today, hari ini, today, what what is considered around the world to maybe be the most brilliant company in the world? Apa yang dianggap oleh banyak orang sebagai perusahaan paling brilian di seluruh dunia? What the most creative products? Apa produk-produk paling kreatif? A lot of people think it's Apple. Banyak orang berpikir Apple. Where is Apple headquartered at? Dan dan markas besar Apple in Cupertino. Namanya Cupertino, California. Sudah di California. Which was named after two missionaries yang yang diberi nama berdasarkan dua missionaries who came from Italy yang datang dari Itali who were big fans of Joseph Cupertino. Sudah lah yang adalah fans beratnya Joseph Cupertino. So when they came to California, mereka sampai di California. They said we're going to name this place Cupertino. In honor of Joseph. Amazing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God wants to lift you up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He became known as the saint of aviation. Lord Jesus. Jesus. This is what the Catholics do. Dan ini yang dilakukan oleh orang-orang Katolik. Lord Jesus, Jesus, we're having a lot of turbulence on the airplane. Kita kita memiliki memiliki masalah turbulensi di pesawat ini. Lord Jesus, let Joseph and Cupertino pray for us. Tuhan Yesus, biar Joseph dan Cupertino berdoa buat kami. I don't pray to the saints, I pray to God. Saya saya tidak berdoa, memohon kepada orang manusia kudus. Saya saya berdoa kepada Bapa. But the saints in heaven. Tapi orang-orang kudus di sorga. Have a great interest in your spiritual life. So they're not worried about what kind of food you eat. They're not concerned about what kind of food you eat. They're not worried about what kind of food you eat. 
They're not concerned whether or not you like sports or whether you like certain types of entertainment. But when it comes to your destiny and your personal calling and walk with God, they're very, very interested in that. And sometimes God can send them from heaven to help you here on the earth. Just like God sent Moses and Elijah to Jesus. To talk about, they were, they were having a conversation about the Lord's death. What, what he was going to go through through the crucifixion. They were having a discussion on that. And so the saints have a great interest in your life. There's a place in heaven where they can actually look down and see they can stand at that place there's a balcony there and they can look down and see what's going on with your spiritual walk because they want you to fulfill your calling back to the jet airplane I'm in heaven flying on the jet and I turn around there's Joseph Cupertino sitting there in the jet Joseph Cupertino wow I said Lord that's, that's really him he's a little shorter than I thought he would so Joseph gets up doesn't say anything and just walks to the wall of the airplane and walks out of the room of the airplane to the wing, to the wing, outside of the wing. Then they jump to work side of the And he said, "There's like this to me." So I stand up and just get me. Somehow walk through the wall of the airplane, walk out of the wing. So I said, "I'm thinking, are we allowed to do this?" And he just steps off and just starts dropping. He steps off the wing and starts flying. And I see him falling down and he's going like this. So in heaven there's no fear. There's no fear in heaven. So I just, I just jumped. I just went for it. Jumped. And just like an eagle, it's somehow you just know how to fly. So we start flying at a phenomenal speed. He's rolling in front of me. He still has his box robe on in heaven. And his little leather sandals. And we're flying at tremendous speed. And he brought me all the way into the city of God. You don't like heaven as a city. New York is New York is, is nice. But it has nothing on heaven. No comparison there. So and he flew me all the way into the into the middle of the city. And he handed me off to somebody else at that point. I believe some of you are going to see heaven before you ever get there. Say yes. 
God's going to send the saints to help you. Tuhan akan utus orang-orang kudusnya untuk tolong sudah. Can I show you a verse in the Bible? Boleh saya tunjukkan satu ayat Alkitab? Yeah. Yes. I don't know if I should show it to you or not. Saya nggak yakin saya tunjukin nggak ya ke saudara ya? It's confused. Some of the greatest theologians they're puzzled by. Saudara ayat ini membingungkan loh buat beberapa ahli teologi yang pernah hidup. They look at it and say, I don't know about this verse. And then they say, No, no, it can't really mean what it says. Should we go there tonight? Yes. Okay. 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 Here we go. We're going to go back to the Old Testament. Are you ready for provisions? Book of Second Chronicles. Dua Tawarih Chapter 21 Dua Tawarih 21 Thank you Jesus Second Chronicles chapter 21 Dua Tawarih 21 Are you happy tonight? Sudah bersukasi kamu malam hari ini? The more you understand this The deeper you can go Lebih lagi sebelum mengerti ini Maka lebih dalam lagi sudah bisa melangkah Why? Because this is your inheritance Mengapa? Karena ini warisan kita This is your inheritance. Second Chronicles chapter 21. Verse 4. Now when Jehoram was established over the kingdom of his father, he strengthened himself and killed all his brothers with the sword and also others of the princes of Israel. Sesudah Yoram menggunakan pemerintahan atas kerajaan ayahnya dan merasa dirinya kumat, ia membunuh dengan pedang semua saudaranya dan juga beberapa pembesar Israel. That's not good. So That's real bad. Ini sebuah tindakan yang sangat buruk. It caught heaven's attention. Dan ini menangkap perhatian saya. Pastor Stephen, Pastor Stephen, when I die, I go to heaven. Ketika saya nanti mati masuk surga. I won't care about anything on the world after that. Aku tidak akan peduli lagi tentang semua di dunia setelah itu. Once I'm out of here, who cares? Setelah saya keluar dari dunia ini, apalagi yang harus saya pedulikan tentang dunia ini? I'll be in heaven, sitting on a cloud, playing the harp. I'll be in heaven having the angels feed me strawberries. I'll be relaxing in my mansion. What if you have children still on the earth? What if you have grandchildren still on the earth? You will have an interest in their spiritual well-being. And you're going to get reports from angels of what's going down on the earth with your relatives. Some of you have relatives in, the, in heaven already, and they have an interest in you right now. Your spiritual I thought there were no preachers in my family lineage. Saudara saya berpikir nggak pernah ada pengokpa di dalam garis keturunan keluarga saya. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, ketika saya penuh oleh Roh Kudus, my parents belonged to a denomination that did not believe in that. Dan saudara orang tua saya berasal dari denominasi nggak percaya kepada pengokpa Roh Kudus. Now we love each other, we have a good relationship. Saudara kami mengasihi satu dengan lain hubungannya baik. They just didn't understand the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Tapi mereka cuma nggak bisa memahami apa itu baptisan Roh Kudus. So when that happened to me, jadi ketika itu terjadi pada saya. Many family stories they would not tell me. Banyak cerita kisah keluarga mereka yang kisah keluarga kami yang diceritakan kepada saya. They didn't want me to know certain things. Mereka tidak mahu saya mengetahui hal-hal tertentu. My dad, my father, 
He has a great interest in Israel even though he's an enemy. Karena dia masih punya perasaan saudara atau dia adalah orang mengasihi Israel walaupun dia sudah dari There, there was an evangelist, evangelist in California who really helped my ministry when it was started. His name was Ralphie. Ralphie, Ralphie big man. Uh, orang orang ini love, love, love food, big man. Saudara, saya itu sangat seorang yang sangat gede perlukasi. Dia sudah makan banyak uh, But he was a real evangelist. He, he could get people saved real easy. He, he was also an associate pastor at a church that I, that I belonged to. The church had about 2,000 members. It's a healthy, good church. Uh, I was there on, on a Wednesday and I saw, I saw Ralphie. Dan hari Rabu lalu saya di sana, saudara, dan di sana saya ketemu Ralph. Nah, saya akan kembali 20 tahun ya. And Ralph saw me. Dan dulu uh, Ralph Stephen, how's your traveling ministry going? Dan dia bilang Ralph, uh, uh, Stephen, apa kabar dengan pelayananmu, berpergianmu? Do you have enough meetings? Apakah uh, ibadah atau pelayananmu cukup? Semua. I said I can always use more. I've got a few lined up. You said, would you, would you like some more meetings? I said, well, yeah, sure, sure. He goes, okay. He said, get, get something to write with. I'll give you some numbers. And so he opens his cell phone. He gives me the name of 10 pastors. I write them all down. He said, this is their personal cell phone. He said, look, he said, just call them. Tell them that Ralphie said, uh, you know, had, it, had me come. I said, okay. And so I call, I, the next day I called the first pastor, the first phone number. I'm thinking that I'm going to have to explain who I am. Kind of go through a long talk so that he gets to know me and feels comfortable. But I call the number. The pastor says hello. I said, hi, uh, this is Stephen Brooks. Uh, Pastor Ralphie said I should call you. He, he thinks I would be a blessing at your church. And the pastor said, oh, when do you want to come? I thought, wow, this guy's word is gold. Uh, I said, oh, uh, I can be there in two weeks. He said, okay, I'll put you on the calendar right now. And it was like that, all down the list. One, two, three, four. Hi, uh, Ralphie said I should give you a call. Oh, Ralphie said you should call. Yes. Oh, oh, when would you like to come? I mean, he had a, he had a, fun, he had a great reputation. And his ministry was in high demand. 
So he really, he really, really helped me. And I would always go speak at his mother's church. She was a pastor. She had her own church. Oh, but Ralphie, Ralphie had a heart attack and died. <laughs> Wonderful man. But very young. And he knew it. He knew he was in tune the cheeseburgers. <laughs> He was ready for heaven, he just didn't care. But he had a wife and he had two children. He had two children. When they had his funeral, the church was just packed. And he had won so many people to Jesus. They took up an offering for his for his wife and the children. It was a very large offering. Oh, but his mother, his mother was so sad. Ralphie's, Ralphie's gone. His wife, his children. She was so she's so sad in her heart. That she took a, she took a vacation. She packed a few things. She took her Bible. She took my book on mantles. And she went to a hotel. Just to spend time with Jesus. And she said, Oh Lord, my son, my son, I know he's in heaven, but I miss him. Lord, I'm concerned about his wife and children. So she spent three days in the hotel. Just getting close to the Lord. She, she read the Bible. Kept reading my book. And kept reading about supernatural visions. Encounters with the saints. And on the last day, something happened. She, she called me and told me what happened. She said, Pastor Stephen, I was in my room at the hotel. And I felt happy because I had drawn to the Lord and He had strengthened me. And there in the hotel room, I heard a voice. And it said this. Mom! 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 It's me! Jesus sent me to tell you. Don't worry about any name, the wife and the children by name. He said, Don't worry about them. Jesus will take care of them. And I'm in heaven now. And one day you'll be in heaven with me too. And whoosh, the voice went back to heaven. Wow, she said, wow. And she she felt like I was one of the few people she could tell that story to. Why? Biblical foundation. You cannot go beyond the word of God. And you can't go beyond your faith. But when you have knowledge of these experiences, 
Now God can take you into it. Amen. Sekarang Tuhan bisa bawa saudara masuk dalam pengalaman tersebut. I'm talking about real experience. Saya bicara tentang pengalaman yang asli. Real experience. Pengalaman yang asli yang nyata. Encounters in the glory from the other side. Perjumpaan dengan kemuliaan dari sisi sebelah. I got a very unusual phone call at 10 o'clock in the morning. Saudara saya pernah dapat telepon yang tak biasa jam sepuluh pagi. Oh, maybe I don't know, maybe six years ago. Mungkin sekitar berapa tahun lalu. One of the phone, a phone call you would never expect. Saudara sebuah panggilan telepon yang akan pernah kita harapkan. They're they're in the Rhine Falls. Saudara tentang orang-orang Merovian Falls. Brother Stephen, come quickly. Mereka telepon. Brother Stephen, datang cepat. Brother so and so has just died. Bapa. Bapak ini sudah meninggal. I said, what do you mean he just died? He's only his fifties. What do you mean he died? Dia baru umur lima puluhan. Maksudnya meninggal gimana? I thought I thought he had a meeting last night. He died. Bukannya tadi malam dia ada ibadah, ada ada khutbah. Yes, yes, he had a he had a heart attack last night and died after the meeting. Ya, tadi malam dia dapat serangan jantung dan dia meninggal. They said, please, please come pray. Kemudian datang dan doain dia. So I I go over to the house to pray for him. Dan saya pergi ke rumah mereka dan saya doain mereka. Let me say this respectfully. Saya saya katakan dengan penuh hormat. When I went into the house, ketika saya datang ke rumah mereka, it was a little bit like a circus. Saya terlihat seperti sirkus. The moment he had died, pada saat dia meninggal, phone calls start going out. Saya ada telefon telefon yang mulai di 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 telefon. And all kinds of people had come over to raise him from the dead. Saudara panggilan telefon saudara ya banyak mereka ada banyak orang untuk membangkitkan orang ini dan membangkitkan sedekah ini dari panggilan tersebut. Jadi sepertinya seperti sirkus. Whenever you have genuine, you always have goofy stuff. Saudara ketika ada yang asli pasti ada yang agak-agak. People screaming and shouting, rise from the dead, rise. Orang yang bangkit, orang yang bangkit. That dead body is just sitting there, not even he's dead. The paramedics, the ambulance—they've already come. They've already pronounced him dead. Saudara, doktor sudah menyatakan meninggal. But everybody that thought they were spiritual, rise in the name of Jesus. Hahaha. Tapi orang berpikir mereka rohani. Pakai makanis. But a dead man has no respect for stuff in the flesh. He has no respect. Saudara, orang-orang sudah meninggal. Dia tak tak peduli lagi soal hal-hal kedagingan. So after they had all done their stuff, jadi mereka sudah selesai itu sebenarnya. After a whole bunch of people had worn themselves out, setelah sekelompok orang mereka sudah kecapean doa minta bangkit. They said, let's call Stephen. So okay, so I come over. Jadi saya datang. And yes, the story is true. He's dead. There he is, stuck in the chair again. Ya, ceritanya benar. Dia sudah meninggal. The wife, of course, is still grieving, shocked. Tentunya istrinya masih berduka, kaget. And he was a wonderful man, brilliant man. Dia seorang hamba Tuhan yang sangat baik. So I go over to. Jadi saya melangkah mendekati dia. Here's here's the difference. Sebenarnya perbedaannya. Spirit of faith came on me. Sebenarnya ada roh iman yang turun ke saya. And the gift of working miracles came on me. Dan karunia mengadakan mujizat turun ke saya. And suddenly I became supercharged with faith. Dan tiba-tiba saya seperti dicas penuh dengan iman. And I went over to him. And I called him by name. Put my hand on him. And I said, "Come back in the name of Jesus." And the whole room was charged suddenly with the power of God. And when I said it, I had my eyes closed. And I felt breath. 
orang kudus itu menyampaikan pesan itu lewat saudara? Or would you say, oh no, that's the devil? Lupa ini kurang mati masih sehat. Oh pasti tidak ada apa-apa yang tidak dipakai. Aduh masih sehat sih bisa ngomong apa-apa tanggung itu. Doesn't the scripture say that's communicating with the devil? Bukankah kita bilang itu seperti berbicara dengan Allah? We understand the dark realm. We're not talking about stuff like that. Saudara kita mengerti saudara bagian dalam kita mengerti tapi kita tidak boleh ngomongin soal hal itu. But like Elijah here. He he left the earth for decades. He's already left the planet. He's gone. Saudara dia sudah meninggalkan bumi, meninggalkan dunia ini berpuluh-puluh tahun. I've had messages relayed from heaven to earth through me for one reason. Saudara saya memiliki pesan dari surga yang disampaikan melalui saya untuk satu alasan. I understand how the kingdom works. Saya mengerti bagaimana cara kerja kerajaan Allah. And so I know that God can look at me as a as a delivered person. Jadi Tuhan, saya tahu bahwa Tuhan bisa memakai saya untuk menjadi pengantar pesan. With heavenly messages. Menjadi pembawa pesan surga. Now in the last days. Di hari terakhir. Yes, the angels are going to help you break. Ya, malaikat-malaikat itu akan tolong saudara. But God can also send redeemed saints to help you fulfill your destiny and call. Tapi Tuhan juga dapat memutus orang-orang kudus yang telah ditebus untuk menolong saudara masuk dalam panggilan saudara, menggenapi panggilan dan destiny saudara. Pastor Stephen, why would God allow you to be Joseph of Cupertino, the flying monk? Pastor Stephen, kok Tuhan bisa izin pastor untuk ketemu sama Joseph Cupertino, biarawan yang bisa terbang itu? Isn't he the the saint of aviation? Oh, bukankah dia orang kudus penerbangan, santonya penerbangan? God allows it because our ministry is going to get a jet. Tuhan izinkan saya dalam perayaan saya dalam kejayaan, saudara. And I'll take all the help I can get from heaven and from this side of the earth as well. Dan saya sudah terima itu bagi sorga dan juga di atas muka bumi. God has assigned that saint to help me. Dan Tuhan utus orang kudusnya santonya untuk tolong saya. Dan Tuhan juga akan memutus untuk menolong saudara menerapi panggilan sekarang. Some of you are going to have dreams. Berapa saudara mendapatkan mimpi? Don't dismiss this because it's a dream. Jangan luputkan hal ini karena sekedar ini mimpi saja. Solomon had a dream. Solomon mimpi. But he woke up. It was real impartation. Saudara ketika dia bangun dia sadar bahwa itu impartasi sungguhan. In a dream, he was given the gift of wisdom, anointing. Di mimpi itu dia diberikan karunia hikmat pengurapan. And when he woke up, he was the wisest man on the planet. Ketika dia bangun dari mimpinya, dia adalah manusia paling bijaksana di atas muka bumi. Pastor Stephen, that was just a dream. Pastor Stephen, asal seperti yang lagi mimpi. Yeah, dream from God. Yeah, mimpi dari Tuhan. Some of you are going to have dreams. God's going to send great saints to you. Beberapa dari saudara dapatkan mimpi Tuhan kirimkan orang-orang kudus yang berasal dari. You got time for another story. Saudara harus mengerti kisah ini. Do you have time for another story? Saudara punya waktu untuk kisah lain? Again, I'm getting over my jet lag. I'm starting to feel good. Saya sudah berasa mengalami jet lag saya. Saya sudah berasa enak. I don't want to talk too long. Saya tidak mau ngomong terlalu lama. Because for you it's night time. Karena buat saudara ini waktu malam hari. But I feel like I just woke up. I feel like I talk all day. Kalau saya saya baru bangun, saudara saya bisa bicara sehari hari. It's seven thirty in the morning. I call. I'm just getting started. Saudara di waktu waktu daerah saya ini masih jam setengah delapan pagi. Saudara sekarang setengah sembilan malam di sini ya. Say thank you, Jesus. Katakan terima kasih Yesus. Messenger, pembawa pesan dari Sir. 
And a letter came to him from Elijah the prophet. Sometimes it can be a letter. Sometimes, though, it can be in person. I was in a meeting one time in America. Sitting on the front row. The pastor was up at the front. He said, We're going to have one more song of worship. And then we're going to have Brother Stephen come up and minister. I was the guest speaker that day. So I'm just sitting there on the front row. Just like you're sitting there right now. So you never know what might happen. And I'm sitting on the front row. The musician is singing, worshiping the Lord. And I'm sitting just like this. And while I'm sitting here thinking, this is, I've got about five minutes maybe before I'm up there. Suddenly, I go into a vision. Watch this. While I'm looking at this way, I'm actually seeing that way. Did you know that God can see in both directions at the same time? Wow. So I thought, this is amazing. I'm seeing out of the back of my head. I thought, I wish I could do this all the time. And I saw at the back of the church, the two doors open. Now this is a vision. I'm the only one who saw the vision. And I saw Jesus walk through the door. And he's got somebody with him. And the moment I saw her, I knew exactly who she was. Anybody like French food? French food. Do you like French food? So the rest of the Americans, no, it's not for me. So the rest of the Americans, French food. Anybody ever been to France? So the rest of the Americans, who likes Joan of Arc? Siapa yang siapa yang tahu Joan of Arc? Jesus came walking through the door with Joan of Arc. So the rest of Jesus jalan masuk dengan Joan of Arc. Wow, this is this is pretty cool. I mean, she, she was alive like 500 years ago, right? So you remember Jesus said that, uh, that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the living. They're still all alive in heaven. So they're walking down the aisle towards the front of the church. And Jesus looks over at me, I see him, and he sees me. And I just instantly by the Spirit, I knew what I was supposed to do. Jesus and Joan of Arc walked over to that side. And they both went and stood by a female prophet, a woman prophet. And then, right then, the pastor said, Now let's welcome Stephen Brooks. So I, I walk up to the front. Just kind of say hello to everybody. And I look over at that, that young woman. I had only met her just before the service started. And when I 
saw her, I didn't even talk to her. I didn't know who she was. I never met her in my life before. But there she's sitting at the front. She had flown from a different state to be in the meeting. And I say, uh, this, this woman right here, I said, the Lord Jesus stands behind you. And today, you are receiving the, the mantle of Joan of Arc. And then Joan, I can see Joan of Arc put her hands on, on that woman. And so that lady is receiving that anointing. And so I finished doing that. And just go and preach my message. It was a nice service. <laughs> And then I, after the service is over, I do, I do what the preachers do. We sneak off to the green room and eat snacks and talk. So just relax a little bit in the back of the room, the green room. And so the man that's running the video recording the service, he records conferences all over America. He said, um, he said, Stephen, do you know who that woman was you prophesied over? He said, I said, no, I don't know her. Never met her before. He said, well, I know who she is. He said, I just filmed her guy. He said, I just filmed and recorded her conference just a few weeks ago. He said, do you know what the theme of her, of her conference was called? I said, no, no idea. He said, it was called the Joan of Arc anointing. Say, I'm going to get some help from the other side. Another minister told me later, he said, Stephen, I've been to her house. He said, you didn't know this. But in her home, she has a stained glass window. A stained glass window of Joan of Arc. It's her favorite saint. I've never met Joan of Arc personally in the spirit I've never met her. I've also seen her in the spirit on other assignments. She usually ministers primarily to women. But God, God will allow you to meet who you're supposed to meet. Thank you, Jesus. You may get a letter. Pastor Roland Buck in America received a letter from an angel. Roland, Roland Buck. Roland Buck And when the angel gave it to him, it was a real letter. Just, just as real as this, it's a paper, it was a real letter. Like it turned physical, it turned into a real physical piece of paper. And on the letter, 
were 200 prophecies that God said would come to pass. Pastor Buck kept the letter in his desk in his office. And all, all 200 things came to pass. If you have knowledge of the word, you can then use the word to step into those situations. You can't go past your faith, but if you have faith, yes, you can go there. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. When we get into meetings like this, unusual things begin to happen in the spirit realm in these types of services. When Jesus was on the mountain, who did he talk to? Moses and Elijah. Thank you, Lord. I was in Jerusalem one time. There was a conference going on. And, uh, I was one of the speakers. And just a few a few rooms down from me was another speaker, a friend of mine, an apostle. Who had a, had a very strong walk with the Lord. And while we were there, this apostle told me that a very special family had traveled from another country all the way to Israel. They were the children of a great man of God, the greatest minister in that nation. They had always known that their father wanted to belong to the heavenly council. And that great man of God had just passed away. So the children were wondering. I wonder if our father made that great heavenly council. It's, it's a group of decision makers in heaven. Men and women that were very close to God while they were on the earth. People like Abraham, Moses, they're at that council meeting. He had always wanted to live a life worthy of being assigned to that heavenly council. Membuat uh, selama hidupnya selalu hidup dengan kudus layak supaya dia bisa masuk dalam dewan pertimbangan sorga. So they came all the way to Jerusalem. Jadi ketika mereka ke Yerusalem anak-anaknya to talk to my friend down the hall. Dan untuk ngobrol sama teman saya di ujung uh, ujung daripada uh, hotel kami. Why do they want to talk to him? Ketika ketika kenapa mereka mau ngobrol sama dia? Because they know in God they have to find out. Karena karena dia tahu teman saya ini bisa ke sorga untuk cari tahu. If you want to know what New York is like, we'll just talk to somebody who's been to New York. Saudara, kalau saudara mau tahu New York itu kayak apa, saudara, ya ngobrol sama orang yang pernah ke New York, bro. 
So I, I had talked with him after he had just had that meeting with the children. I said, well, did, did the man of God make, did he make the council meeting? Did, was he put into that meeting? He said, he said, when they put the question to me, he said, the Lord caught me up to heaven. And he said, there I saw their father seated at the council with all the great saints. So they were so happy that their father had made Thank you, Jesus. So some of you need to be able to move in that realm, move in that flow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can we do one more story? Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then there's a anointing who's going to come for impartation. Okay, let's go back a few years. This was maybe maybe like uh, eight, eight or nine years. I think Brother Johnny was in the meeting. And there in Jerusalem, we were having a conference. I was one of the guest speakers. But I've already finished my speaking sessions. So I can just relax and have fun now. So I'm sitting on the front row. And it's the last session. And a mighty prophet was ministering. And he's up there preaching. Preaching with tremendous anointing. I'm just sitting there on the front row, relaxing, having fun. And I'm thinking, wow, things are more strong and ordinary. Thank you, Jesus. So while I'm sitting there, with all these, all these people back behind me, sitting there watching watching the preacher. And it's a big meeting, a lot of people sitting behind me. As I'm sitting there, my head starts itching. And I just itching so much I couldn't help but scratch it. And I start scratching my head. I thought, I wonder if I put too much gel in my hair. <laughs> so I start scratching it more. But I'm, I'm trying to do it, how do we say, low profile, so people don't think I'm, I've got dandruff. <laughs> and Kelly's sitting next to me. And the Apostle Neville Johnson was sitting on the other side. <laughs> and as I scratched it, it looked like Manna started falling out of my hair. Manna, like, like little white wafers. I said, this is interesting, there's food in my hair. <laughs> but all the people are sitting behind me. Prophet is preaching. So I just can't start doing this. Okay, so I'm kind of leaning forward. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And then it started getting really interesting. As I'm sitting there, the itching stops just for a moment. And then it moved into a different phase. Somebody started pouring oil on the top of my head. 
Are you ready to have new encounters with the Lord? It gets to me. He says, the Lord shows me that in this service, as the whole time I've been standing there preaching, <laughs> the prophet Elijah has come into the meeting. He has been standing behind you in the meeting. And he's been pouring oil on your head during the meeting. That, by the way, that's the anointing for the working of miracles. How did I get that though? Jesus sent Elijah into the meeting. Pastor Stephen, he flew all the way from Israel, I mean all the way from heaven to Israel. Yeah. Real fast. Real fast. What that will be that fast? But they're already there. Uh, Elijah still has a very strong interest in the nation of Israel. Today. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. You ready to receive the next statement? Let me ask our worship leader to help me on the key. So worship background music. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. We all have different career fields. My, my career field is ministry. But I also understand that in ministry, God, God only calls 15% of the church in the full-time ministry. So what about the other 85%? God has anointing for you and your area. To take you to the top in your area. It's all the help that you need to climb to the very top of the calling that he has for you. And I believe that you're going to receive Rather through a vision, maybe through a dream, and I, I believe some of you tonight are going to receive. We'll talk in the coming days about spiritual visions. But tonight the Lord wants you to be open to this. Faith comes how? How do you get faith? By hearing. By hearing. Hearing what? The newspaper? <laughs> the evening news. <laughs> and it's knowing these things that gives you faith for your own experience <laughs> So say, this is my inheritance also. Say, Jesus died for the forgiveness of my sins. And this is also included in my inheritance. 
And just lift your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can we sing the Lord's song? Let's sing a song to the Lord today. And worship the Lord. He just wants, he wants to prepare your heart for visitation. Because you're going to have angelic encounters. And you're going to have visits from the saints as well. It's going to happen a lot sooner than you think. Now let's thank the Lord and
setelah kisah itu sebenarnya kemudian dia mengatakan hal ini seturut mengenai para rasul After they had been on their face, setelah mereka melihat terbah di, di tanah Tersyukur dan setelah mereka melihat ke atas tiba-tiba cuma Yesus yang ada di sini. And the Lord Jesus says tonight. Jadi sekarang malam. Because in your heart, you see no one but me. Ya cuma aku dan bukan yang lain. Because your heart is right. Dan aku terputar oleh pertama dalam hidup. Because of this. I am going to introduce to you the realm of visitation. Tonight, says the Lord, I give to you the key of visitation. Because you see no one else but me, I now grant to you the key to see the saints. To see the angels. There's a whole group of women in this room. Ada sekelompok wanita di ruangan ini. There's a large group of women watching online. Ada sekelompok ada wanita ada sekelompok wanita cukup besar jumlahnya sedang menonton online. But the Lord Jesus just told me. Tapi Tuhan katakan kepada saya. He says, for those of you with open hearts, you ladies. Bagi para ibu-ibu yang hatinya terbuka malam ini. He says, I want to introduce you to my mother. Perkenalkanmu kepada ibuku. If you would like to see Mary in a vision. Masa kamu lihat Maria dalam kenyataan. Ladies, hold your hands high. Because you have seen Jesus. He is your joy. He would like to introduce you to his family. He would like for you to meet holy saints. Ladies, that would like to meet Mary. Lift your hands. Because you're going to have a vision. This is for God's people who have open hearts. Tapi ini adalah anak-anak Tuhan yang memiliki hati yang terbuka. Like the children of Fatima, you must have childlike faith. Seperti anak-anak itu, anak-anak itu kamu harus memiliki iman yang seperti anak kecil. To receive, untuk menerima, and to honor, dan untuk menghormati. The messenger that God would send to you. Pembawa pesan yang Tuhan berikan kepada kamu. God doesn't always have to go to Himself. He can send a messenger on His behalf. Tuhan tak selalu harus memang langsung ke saudara. Dia akan membawa pesan. Everybody in the room, ladies, get ready. Ibu-ibu yang ada di ruangan ini, saudara siap. Those that want to receive the visitation of Mary, receive. Lift your hands. Angkat saudara tinggi ini yang akan menerima lawatan dari perjumpaan dengan Maria ibu Yesus. Now, sekarang terima. Receive, terima, receive, terima. Fragrance of roses being released right now. Ada beberapa mawarnya, ada mawar, ada mawar yang Tuhan sedang rasakan. Fragrance of roses. Harum mawar, harum mawar Tuhan sedang rasakan sekarang. Harum mawar. You're gonna have a vision, a visitation from there. Kau akan mengalami percuma dengan Maria ibu Yesus. Glory.
salvation from them. Glory. 